absolute power corrupts absolutely. everyone and welcome once again it's that time 10 a.m eastern standard time i am jt aak the master and this is the master plan the number to call in is 347-637-3220 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to me and that's jt all right Got a great show in store for you today on this fine Sunday, the uh, second Sunday of uh, August 2015. And uh, guess what? We got football today, people. Not a real football game, but the first preseason game. And it's just like I'm saying, it's all the way live. And guess what? I'm going to play a little bit more of this, and then I'll be back, and we'll start this show. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. I'm back. That happened to be, if for those young people that don't know who that is, that happened to be Lakeside. I always give you some old school when I come here because I'm old school and I like to play it a little bit of funky uh, uh, music from the day back in 1978. Some of you weren't even born then. Trust me. Some of you weren't, weren't even born. 78. That's all the way live, like I said, by Lakeside. Anyway, got a great show in store for you today. Let me talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, a couple, few guys jumped into the Hall of Fame um, yesterday. They, they had their speeches. One um, um, was not present because of uh, uh, him taking his life, unfortunately. But uh, he was rep- well, excuse me. He was well represented by his daughter, and it was some uh, um, trepidations about whether she would get a chance to speak. We'll talk about that. Um, but the inductees of this 2015 uh, year were well deserved, in my opinion. And I would go down to each one of them and uh, um, talk a little bit about them, about their careers, what they accomplished. And uh, uh, the like. 
Also going to talk about Hall of Fame game. Now, I know it's a preseason game. What are you talking about? Well, it like I said earlier, it's the start of football. It's the start, not just watching training camps, not speculating on who's going to be doing what. These are actually guys hitting another, going in against another team and hitting and doing so, uh, competing another team against another team. Guys going to be uh, playing for roster spots. So you get to see some guys that you probably wouldn't normally see or hear some names that you probably wouldn't hear. <coughs> Excuse me. Guys making a name for themselves. Um, and this is what this is the opportunity they get besides in practice. But this is the op- really opportunity to get uh, because they, the way they've changed the practices uh, unlimited limited them the for all intents and purposes. Players need to make their mark in preseason. Uh, and this, this generally, this that's how it works. If a guy's do, showing some promise and he happens to be running with the ones quite nicely, he's going to compete against the ones in the beginning of training camp. But not quite naturally, the ones don't play the whole game, especially in the, in the first couple, two or three. They, they, they don't play the whole game. They eventually get out of there, and the twos get in, and then you got twos against twos or twos against threes or threes against twos, vice versa, whatever. I'm talking about offensive defense. And if a guy makes a name for himself, if he's playing for the twos and he's out, he's 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 out playing himself in the twos, or he's standing out in the twos, meaning the second string, the second guy, the guy that more or less, pretty much are, are are on a depth chart, back up the the guys that who start, that's the twos. Um, then he may, if a guy that is starting, whether it's on offense, defense, or special teams. Uh, is a weak part of the uh, starting offense, defense, or special teams. The guy on the twos had the chance, if he comes out there and makes a name for himself playing with the twos, to play with the ones eventually and then see how he fares with that. Now, time is limited, so these guys have to make the, mo- make the most of what they um, need to do to move up on the depth chart. Same with the threes. Same with the guys that are on the fringe. And there's always some guys that are on the fringe. Um, a lot of people call them uh, training camp uh, bodies. The guys are just in there, just just have a, a body in there. Um, but you just don't consider yourself a body, regardless if if the organization originally puts you in that position just to be a body, this is still your opportunity to shine. Okay? Still your opportunity to shine. And what I'm saying is this. The guy, uh, uh, there's going to be various guys, especially in this game, because the uh, star players on the Steelers aren't going to be playing. And a couple star players 
on the Vikings aren't aren't going to be playing. Uh, Adrian Peterson is not going to be playing. Anthony Barr is not going to be playing on the Minnesota Vikings. On the Pittsburgh side, um, and, and excuse me if I leave somebody out, but it's not intentional. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be playing. Antonio Brown is not going to be playing in this game. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is not going to be playing in this game. James Harrison is not playing. I'm trying to think uh, who else may not be playing in this game, but uh, that's quite a bit right there. So you're going to get a look at D'Angelo Williams, which is the backup for Le'Veon Bell. <clears throat> because G- D'Angelo Williams, for all intents and purposes, <clears throat> well, we'll get into that. Let's get into the um, um, Hall of Fame inductees. Excuse me for a minute. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Let's get into the Hall of Fame inductees. We have uh, several of them. Tim Brown being one of them, Jerome Bettis being another, Ron Wolf uh, of the Packers and Raiders, um, uh, uh, um, Bill Polian of the uh, Indianapolis Colts and uh, Buffalo Bills, Charles Haley, um, uh, the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys, and of course, uh, uh, Will Shields and um, Junior Seau. And last but not least, um, Mick Tengelhoff of the Minnesota Vikings. So we have a pretty big spectrum that we have uh, about uh, uh, to talk about. And um, and this is not in any particular order, but I'm going to talk about these guys first because these guys were the contributors who contributed to the game, didn't play it, but were contributors to the game. Talking about Bill Polian, who um, turned the Bills, when he when he was first with the Bills, this, he, this is where he really made it. Well, I don't say really made his mark, but he did make his mark here because he helped put together the uh, Buffalo Bills um, back in the uh, 70s and 80s that uh, went to four straight Super Bowls. Now, and it has to boast that uh, Jim Kelly, being one of those uh, Hall of Famers that was part of that build team, um, Thurman Thomas, who uh, was part of that uh, uh, um, Buffalo Bills team, and uh, I can't believe I can't remember this guy's name. The wide receiver he was just put in last year um, was part of that – Hall of Fame team also, <clears throat> among other ones that, uh, uh, but he put it put a team together that was a perennial playoff team that uh, uh, had well, basically I won't say to run and shoot, but was a high, highly uh, uh, prolific offensive team. Not nonetheless saying that they, they also had a very good defensive players in that team. Unfortunately. Four straight Super Bowl, that's a hell of an accomplishment for a team to do. Unfortunately, four straight Super Bowl appearances, four straight losses. And, and the first one is probably the most heartbreaking. Wide right against the uh, um, the uh, uh, New York Giants. <coughs> 
you got to remember those things because uh, I know Buffalo Bills fans and the players that were in that era reckon, um, remember that. Bill Polian helped put that together, was the orchestrator of that. Um, he also was the um, orchestrator of putting the Indianapolis Colts together and bringing Peyton Manning to that team and having them perennial playoff um, uh, teams and also winning a Super Bowl um, with the Indianapolis Colts. Now let's talk about Ron Wolf. Ron Wolf uh, was, was with the uh, um, Green Bay Packers, and he was the one that orchestrated the trade between the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers that brought number four to the Green Bay Packers. And for those who don't know who number four is, you must, if you're an NFL fan, you must be hiding under a rock um, because number four was Brett Favre who will be into the Hall of Fame um, when uh, when his time is, uh, when he's eligible. And I think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, in my, in my opinion. But Ron Wolf um, <clears throat> did that and then put pieces around Brett Favre so that, o- so that Oakland, so that uh, um, Green Bay team could uh, uh, could excel into the playoffs and eventually win a Super Bowl. Both these guys are well deserved uh, as uh, orchestrators and, and uh, personnel guys that put players in place <clears throat> that uh, brought about some Hall of Fame players from their respective teams that they. Um, um, We're in charge of, and and also I'm not. Uh, I, I can't stop this from saying. I can't stop from saying this. Also, that Ron Wolf also was, um, it, it with the uh, uh, Oakland Raiders organization too, and was a uh, a scout with the Oakland Raiders that helped bring a lot of uh, name players to the Oakland Raiders. Also, <clears throat> okay, that's part of the contributors. Let's go to guy that was a seniors committee selected selection. Um, when he played and, and, and check this out, when he played, he was a six to 240 pound center right now. If, if he was at that weight and height, he would be considered a middle linebacker talking about Mick Tinglehoff. Only guy, there's only two other guys that have played more consecutive games in the NFL, and that being Brett Favre and Jim Marshall, then Nick Tinglehoff. 259 consecutive games for the Minnesota Vikings playing the center position between 1962 and 1978. To just put that in perspective, he's 6'2", 240 pounds. He would be considered at this day and age a middle linebacker, playing center and not missing a game, 259 games straight. 
at that position, the center position, where you're getting beat up every single play. And the rules were different. <clears throat> the rules were different. You have to think now. This is 62 to 78, so this is – the rules were a lot different. There's a lot of things going on in the trenches. <clears throat> Excuse me. Compared to – and I'm not saying that the, it's 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 uh, PC correcting in the, in the trenches right now, but what I'm saying, it, this was down real down and dirty um, in that time frame. 15 years, 16 years. 16, 16 years, 259 games straight. That's a hell of an accomplishment. You got to give it to Nick Tinglehoff for being um, that uh, durable um, and also for uh, um, his outstanding play. It just wasn't just because he was durable, but he played at a Pro Bowl level. Um, and then we go up to uh, a guy – we're still staying on the offensive side of the ball. You just move over to the left or the right, depending on uh, um, the the position he played. We're going to go to KC, a guy that played from between 1993 and 2006, nine years removed from uh, um, present-day NFL. Didn't play in a glamour position, but... You need your offensive lineman in order for a quarterback to succeed, in order for the offense to uh, 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 succeed, and awful, especially the running game and the uh, passing game. Will Shields, like I said, 1993 to 2006, and he was a Pro Bowl player. Voted to the Pro Bowl 12 times. <clears throat> Only Tony Gonzalez, who had 14, Peyton Manning, who also had 14, along with Bruce Matthews and Merlin Olson, who also had 14. Jerry Rice had 13, Reggie Wayne had 13, and Ray Lewis had 13, were voted to the game more times. Pro Bowl guard that was well-respected around the league. And uh, he was well-deserved to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. Let's talk about Mr. Motor. Always had a smile. Always high motor. Always ready to go when the uh, whistle blew. From start to finish. And then when the gun went off at the end of the game. I'm talking about a guy that played for the Chargers from 1990 to 2002. Moved on to the Miami Dolphins uh, for two years, 2003 to 2004, and then ended his career at the New England Patriots 2006 to 2009. 12, 12, uh, uh, he went to the Pro Bowl 12 times. Um, voted to the AP All-NFL First Team six times. Had at least 75 tackles in his first 12 seasons and eclipsed the 100 tackle mark seven times in his career. Had 56 and a half career sacks. And in Miami, 
in New England, and and especially where he made his mark in um, San Diego. Junior Seau was one of the best linebackers of his generation and of all time. He was a force to be reckoned with, and he had it, always had a smile on his face. Good-natured guy, great family man. Uh, his daughter gave a hell of a speech at the uh, Hall of Fame in induction uh, ceremony last night. And uh, I know he's sorely missed by the um, football community and especially by his family. Unfortunately, there was a, a tragedy, tragedy that took place that uh, he, he uh, um, passed away. But Junior Seau, um, without a doubt, is well-deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and uh, I know the Seau family and friends are very proud that he's, he's, he's in there and his bust is along with the other greats. Let's move on to a guy, controversial guy, but this guy was a beast, a beast wherever he went. With the San Francisco 49ers twice, 1986 to 1991, and also 1998 to 1999, where he ended his, in his career in 99. But he also had a, a short stay, a four-year stay in Dallas from 1992 to 1996. The only player in NFL history with five Super Bowl rings. But that's not the only thing that, that, that's going for him. He finished his career with 100-and-a-half sacks, 485 tackles. Uh, and like I said, he won five Super Bowls. Five. And I can guarantee you he played a huge role in each of them because Charles Haley was a beast to be reckoned with. Maybe not the most um, pleasant guy to deal with. Um, a lot of guys in the NFL have quirky personalities, and Charles Haley is not wasn't lacking of that. But I guarantee you, between the lines, between the lines, he was all business. And if you weren't ready for Charles Haley, you got run over. You got run over. It's plain and simple. He took no prisoners. Five Super Bowl rings, only man to be on five Super Bowl winning teams. Only man. Some guys have three. Some guys may have four. Only man to have five Super Bowl rings, and he's finally in after 15 years. After his career ended in 99, 15 years, he's finally in, but he's in. Well-deserved. Let me tell you, well-deserved. <clears throat> then we talked about this guy. John Gruden called him the natural. John Gruden called him the natural. Played for the Los Angeles slash Oakland Raiders between 1988 and 2003. Left the Oakland Raiders just for one season and played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before he hung him up, hung him up in 2004. Fifth all time with 1,094 receptions, 100 receiving touchdowns. Like I said, he's called a natural. He flourished in a lot of different systems in Oakland and one year in, in, um, in Tampa Bay. 
touch. Uh, he uh, wide receiver, pump returner, kick returner. Talk, talking about Mr. Versatility. Long time coming. 10 years, 11 years, whatever you want to call him. But he's finally in. Well-deserved. I'm talking about Tim Brown. Of And quite naturally, he's going to say, of the Oakland, Oakland Raiders. Black and gold should be proud uh, and pumping their chests out. I mean, black and gold. Silver and black. I'm sorry about that. Silver and black should be proud of their man going into the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Um, and uh, can't say enough about um, Tim Brown. And last but not least, and he closed the show out, and I didn't do this on purpose, but <clears throat> it's ironic that I brought him up last because he closed the uh, uh, speech uh, speech ceremony out. I'm talking about uh, the, a running back that started his career with the Los Angeles slash St. Louis Rams from 1993 to 1995. But where he really made his mark was when he went to the black and gold. When he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1996 to 2005. Won one Super Bowl ring. That ring, excuse me, that wing. That ring he won. <laughs> that ring he won. He walked away from the game after that. I'm talking about the bust. He made a stop in Canton, Ohio. Um, a powerful downhill runner. Um, but he, as big and quick as he was, <clears throat> as big as, excuse me, as big as he was, he was uh, surprisingly nimble and shifty for a guy his size. He rushed for 13,662 yards and 91 uh, touchdowns in his career. If you want a comparison of um, the running style or the type of running back that Jerome Bettis was when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the, and the Rams, just look at Marshawn Lynch. He won the offensive rookie of the year in 1993, and that was with the uh, Rams, right? The comeback player of the year when he when he when he uh, was traded to the um, Pittsburgh Steelers in 1996. Everything you wanted in a Hall of Famer, and this is a quote from um, Ed Bouchette of the Philadelphia Post-Gazette. The quote from him is, is, is this. He had knockout stats, a knockout career, Everything you wanted in a Hall of Famer, he had it. Super Bowl, inspiration, played hurt, consistently, cons consistency, sorry, didn't fumble, and he had the stats. Some people want to turn that into a negative. Well, he should have all those, it's saying like he should have, well, he should have had all those yards, and he, he had all those carries. Uh, yeah, and every carry, a blow was delivered somewhere unless he ran untouched into the end zone because all those yards, all those carries, those were tough yards. 
he should be celebrated for lasting that long. And I have to agree with him. <clears throat> you don't have running backs that last from 1993 to 2005. That's 12 years, people. 12 years for a running back. That's unheard of, especially a, a, a big bruising running back like Jerome Bettis. Unheard of. And like he said, this may be Canton, Ohio. This is what he one of the things he said in his speech. This may be Canton, Ohio, but it's still a country today, tonight. Well deserve all of these um Hall of Famers now. I can't say inductees because they've been inducted. They're officially into the Hall of Fame. Well deserved in a respective position, uh, whether it's on or off the field. And uh, you got to hand it to them. Uh, they did it right. And um, they uh, reaped the rewards of their uh, um, of their labor. So with that being said, I think we're going to take a break right now, a real short break, and uh, um, gather my thoughts. And then we're going to talk about the start of the preseason football games, which is the Hall of Fame game. I had touched on it a little bit before uh, uh, in, earlier in my monologue. But I'm coming, going to come back to it. But we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365, and listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry the Master Taylor will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. If you want to add a little spice to your talk radio, try No Chaser with Mac Williams and Jerry Taylor every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, featured at blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. Arguably, No Chaser is the most, shall we say, controversial show in the lineup. Let me give you a couple of direct quotes. 
If LeBron took a sh in the middle of the street in broad daylight, his Boy Scouts would say it's the greatest one ever. Here's another. Y'all dumb donkeys keep believing what Obama says. Just watch. This country is going to get worse, and I'm just going to sit back and say, I told you so. <clears throat> I can only assume this is why the show is called No Chaser. You can also visit fantasysportsandpolitics.webs.com for archives, advertising, and other information. It's No Chaser with Mac Williams and Jerry Taylor. Information, motivation, variety. All right, we're back. <clears throat> and I just wanted to say that the last uh, promo was for um, No Chaser, which is supposed to be uh, coming back in the fall. Uh, Mac will be um, the host of that show. Um, it's a no holes barred. It's a completely, completely different show than the ones you've been listening to. Um, as in this show, the master plan or the FSP or the FSP crew show. Um, Matt is a politically oriented show. Um, the, uh, no chaser. Uh, uh, he has, um, some very conservative views. And um, you may not, or you may agree with them um, when it comes about. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if you want to get your political views um, heard, whether um, whether you stand on one, on the left or the right side of the aisle, <clears throat> um, this is the show for you. This is the show for you. Trust me. All right, without further ado, let's get into some football. <coughs> wow. Can't seem to get my throat clear, but uh, it is what it is. Anyway, let's get into some football. All right, tonight um, on uh, NBC, if I'm not mistaken, first preseason game of the year. First preseason game. I'm telling you, people who play uh, who play fantasy football, or who um uh, are, are uh, football fans. I know you've been dying to get some real football. I know you've been look, listening and looking at at your teams uh, and their training camp uh, progression. But this is real football. This is real, real, not real football. I shouldn't say real football, but football. Uh, for real is, is right around the corner. And this is the first step uh, in that happening. And quite nat nat naturally, uh, fantasy football starts uh, also. Now, pay attention to these games, uh, especially for your for your own teams, okay? Uh, whatever, whoever, whoever you're a fan of. Uh, because... It makes a difference. There's always every year name players get hurt, just like Aaron Foster got hurt and other name players and uh, um, others um, jump to the forefront forefront that no one's ever heard of or you didn't think that person was going to make that move. Um, and uh, I'll probably, especially in running backs, be changing my rankings as we get closer to the uh, football season, uh, then you have a better perspective of um, who is actually going to 
come closest to my rankings or who is going to fall, who's going to drop out of my top 20 or top 25, depending on what list it is. But right now, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings going to be playing in the first preseason game. Now, it's unfortunate that the name players that are relevant for the most part in fantasy football, <clears throat> the stud players like Adrian Peterson, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, um, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown uh, won't be playing in this game. But that's fine. It's the first preseason game. So there's four preseason games for uh, five preseason games for, for those versus four for the other teams that uh, will start next week. So they're going to get their work in. They're going to play. I guarantee that uh, the, the uh, aforementioned guys, uh, except for Peterson, I think he's going to be held out and not play, just practice all preseason. And, uh, um, but the other guys uh, will probably get their work in first game, second game, third game, and usually the fourth preseason game uh, in, in, in normal circumstances, um, the uh, starters, the one that established being the starters, make one or two um, snaps, then take a seat, and guys fighting for positions <clears throat> will be um, playing in the uh, last preseason game um, before they really start playing for real. So if you want to uh, go to the website that has my rankings for fantasy and also for Victor, who's doing the IDPs, he, he did uh, uh, the linebackers yesterday on the uh, FSP show, which is 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the um, Block Talk Radio. And, w and you can also hear a, a replay of that. Whether on Block Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash VICHBK, or you could go to www.spotonradio.webs.com and you can listen to previous shows and also go to the Foxhole. Fantasy Foxhole, tabs right there. You can't miss it. It's right in front of you. Fantasy Fo Foxhole, and uh, get the rankings that Victor has put up for the individual um, defensive positions, the IDPs. He's put up uh, this week. He's put up linebackers. Last last week was defensive linemen. Um, he's going to do another one on uh, Saturday, which would be the. Um, Defensive backs. I also have my rankings on there of the uh, tight ends, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and last but not least, running backs. So you get an idea of how we think, how we think the these players shake out. And then if you had listened to the show yesterday, like I said at the FSP show, one o'clock Eastern Standard Time, um, Victor and I had uh, pretty much d disagreed 
greatly on his top 10 versus my top 10 in linebackers. But go to that website, www.spotonradios.com. I don't know if I said webs. It should be www.spotonradios.com. And uh, listen to past shows. Go to Fantasy Foxhole to get some information on how we think about uh, what we think about the um, rankings of, uh, I wouldn't say what we think about, or what the rankings that we have for the respective positions, whether it's on offense or defense. And also click on the uh, um, link and join DraftKings.com where you can win a ship load of money at DraftKings. We've got uh, some links there that you can jump on. Um, a lot of money to be made. <clears throat> if, you don't, if, if, uh, if you don't make it, somebody else will. So why not you jump in there? And do the same thing. It's there to be made. Why not? All right, let's move. Let's move on. Okay. Like I said, it, the, the Hall of Fame game is taking place tonight. Um, I can't wait for the um, um, this to start. I mean, you know, you, you get you get the OTAs, which take place March, April, and, and May. OTAs and, and, and uh, mini camp and things like that. You got a nice little lull about a month. Um, give or take, um, where football players, unfortunately, some of them did get in trouble or, or, and and uh, team is just crossing their fingers that hopefully that their players don't get in trouble and then they have a full uh, um, complement of their players without any issues coming into ch- camp so they can focus just on football. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you have training camp where they're trying to hone their skills um, guys trying to make make a mark for themselves, try to come to the forefront of the coaching staff and get noticed and be able to make that 53-man roster. And, uh, and, and part, part way into training camp, after they get a couple few weeks in, you have the start of preseason games. Hall of Fame game is the first one. Minnesota Vikings, I keep on saying this, Minnesota Vikings and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers have not have have uh, no more Junior Seau, no more Ike Taylor, no more Dick LeBeau. The long the long um, tenured uh, defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers is no longer there. He's in Tennessee now, and you've gotten some older players quite naturally, who have lost a step or two that aren't, aren't on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers' defense isn't what it used to be. Um, the offense and the Pittsburgh Steelers saying they, they want to score 30 points a game. That's what's that telling you about what they think? What we may think, I hate to say it like this, what they may think of the defense. But I'm going to say this. James Harrison, Ryan Shazier, and company, are, I think are going to, to surprise some people. Pittsburgh Steelers have gotten younger. Quite naturally, you get younger, you're supposed to get quicker. Um, and I think uh, they're going to surprise some people. And it all starts today. Um, going against a Minnesota Vikings 
um, team that a lot of people have high expectations for. Simply because the way Teddy Bridgewater ended the season and because now they have their um, their back, back for all intents and purposes. They got their uh, bell cow running back and Adrian Peterson, one of the best running backs of all football. But Adrian Peterson is 30 years old. If you looked at my rankings in the, uh, like I said, in the fantasy foxhole on spot on radios.com, you know that like some others, I don't have him number one. I don't even have a number two. I don't even have a number three. I don't even have a number four. Go to the rankings, uh, to that radio website, and you'll see what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't have him like a lot of other people have him. Um, I have him um, in the top 10, but not not, not there. And I, I, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, it's spotonradios.com. That's where it's at. Uh, we got a caller here. I'm going to bring the caller in. And I know who he is. And see what he has to say. What's up, my man, Mikael? How you doing, man? What's going on? He talking about that Hall of Fame game. And yep. Adrian Peterson. Yep. Let me, let me ask you something. Let me... Go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let me let me ask you something. Now, he's not going to be playing in this game. Uh, in fact, he won't be playing in any supposedly in any of the games. Uh, they're going to preserve him for the uh, regular season. He's going to get all supposedly all his work in, um, uh, in in practice. Yeah, I'm talking about practice. Um, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about that? I mean, I, I know he's he's going he's going to be thirty if he's not thirty already. I'm not exactly sure where he's at and when his birthday is. Um, but this is his thirtieth a year on this earth. Let me put it that way. And suppose supposedly running backs who get that age, and I know they consider Adrian Peterson a freak, start to de- start to decline. Um, and I have a problem with a running back. Um, regardless of he's 30 years old or 25 years old or whatever, getting any preseason work. I understand they don't want to take take the chance of him getting hurt. But the only game time um, experience he's going to have or feel is when the first game comes about. That's That seems to me like it's too late and taking a hell of a chance because he has more, He, in my opinion, he has more of a chance of getting hurt because he's not used to the contact in game situation in in, in in regular season, especially the beginning of regular season versus getting a little bit of work in the preseason and, and getting used to it. Cause he hadn't, hadn't worked out and had game conditions in a year. Talk to me. Well, I kind of disagree with you. I don't, I don't. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, just, just for AP say, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing else. I mean, there's nothing else for him to prove, unless you know, just to you know, and just to get out there if they're comfortable with him in uh, in uh, in practice or whatever. 
I mean, because, I mean, for the same reason what you said, you know, when you began, you know, running backs, you know, they age fast. You know, right. they age fast and mm-hmm. they can tweak something and that's it. You know, I, I wouldn't take that chance either. So, you know, just with, you know, Adrian Peterson, but you talking about a two or three year back? Oh, no, they got to get in there. I'm with you there. Right. Two, three year back. I don't even care how good he is. But, like, after five, you can you you could get away with it, you know. Maybe give it, you know. Maybe give him one or two, but I I can see where they're going, you know. As far as Agent Peter, I don't really have a problem with that. Okay, I had to interrupt you when you when you when uh, uh when you first started talking. So if if you have your train of thought still in place, um. No please. no 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 sir no no I wasn't saying anything I wasn't saying oh. anything I was, oh, okay I wasn't I wasn't in in the midst of deliverance <clears throat> deliverance. Mm-hmm. An answer to your question because it was mm-hmm. no question. Right, right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, let me let me ask you something. Um, I don't know if you watched the uh, um, in- induction ceremony yesterday. Um, Not that. Okay, then 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 it's no need me even asking any anything. Oh, let me put so it this happened? way. Well, this, did, did nothing special happen? Um, especially, I mean, I mean. Um, we had talked about it before, and then it, it got changed up, and, and I guess they had a change of heart, meaning the uh, Hall of Fame and, and the NFL had a Hall of Fame and allowed um, Junior Seau's daughter to speak on, on the behalf of the family, and quite naturally on behalf of Junior Seau because of the circumstance. He wasn't there. And and supposedly, and I didn't watch, supposedly she had a, a pretty eloquent speech about um, um, her father and uh, what it meant to him as a uh, football player to be uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, quite naturally, she can't speak for Junior Seau because he's no longer with us, but she she's giving she gave her opinion of what he would think about the whole uh, um, ceremony and him being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, and I, from far as I know, he went in as a San Diego Charter uh, versus a New England Patriot, and they did show they did show a um, a picture of him in a uniform as a San Diego Charger. I think originally it was a Patriot, but it got changed up, which quite naturally it should have, um, to a San Diego Charger where he made his mark as a San Diego Charger. What's your thoughts on Junior Seau? Now, these other guys, I'm going to ask you about some other guys too, but your short thoughts on Junior Seau getting into the Hall of Fame. Wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me these clowns was not going to let the family talk? I mean, at, at one point, Macau, yes. At one point, they would not let the family serious? talk. And I, I'm not, I'm dead serious. And uh, um, I guess from whatever type of pressure was put on them, and they uh, relented. Uh, and the Hall of Fame um, is it, supposed to be uh, separate from the NFL, from what I understand. It's a totally different entity. Um, but they weren't going to let her speak, um, and uh, they relented, and uh, she put out a, a pretty eloquent speech. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 uh, a fact. Could you, yeah, uh, could you, you know, uh, give me your infinite wisdom and in going back into your historical database? What, what, what do they do in a case like this? You know, when the the players, you know, recognize posthumously. I mean. I mean 
this absolutely makes no sense to me. Well, I understand that. From what I from what I understand, if if, if the player was posthumous, um, I don't think they have a family member speak. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it, it's done by um, somebody within the Hall of Fame or the announcer or whoever, but no one from the family speaks. Now, quite naturally, if the person is is is, is still alive, that's a different story. That the person who's getting inducted gets into the Hall of Fame. But if it's a person that's passed away, the, the family family uh, don't normally get to, to speak. I can't recall uh, uh, if I've seen another family member speak um, of a player that's no longer uh, living. So that 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 it is what it is, man. Yeah. And that's, so. I mean, hmm, I don't know. And they, and, and but, they uh, made it, they made an exception. They they, they made an exception because uh, originally she was not going to be able to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 seem to be we seem to be going into you know newfound territory just about every day with the NFL it, it, and it's and and uh the separate entity of the uh, Hall of Fame but um I like the fact that Junior say I was in there and yeah and he should be in there as a as a charger you know cuz the dude the dude was a monster yes he was a straight monster even even in his uh even in his latter years when he uh when he played with the Patriots he was pretty good he was pretty damn good um it's really sad, you know, uh, you know how he how he checked out, how he left us, and whatnot. And, um, yeah, but th- these guys need to get they need to get a clue out there, man. I don't know what's wrong with these dudes. Wow, hey, hey, hey I, I I just got some a text from uh, Mike Wright Black, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you I don't know if you heard about this or not. Hold on a minute, let me just. This is this is I I gotta. I don't. Uh, wow, um, you know, you you know that the uh, Texans and and the uh, um, uh, Redskins had a pretty big uh, fight or whatever whatever you want to call it, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, like yesterday or whatever day it took place. Well, <clears throat> I'm getting this from. Uh, uh, let me see now. This is uh, BlackSportsOnline.com. Uh, the headline here on, on this article says Pierre Garcon said Texans Redskins brawl was pre-planned to end practice early. And <laughs> it, it, it says why, why receiver Pierre Garcon told reporters after practice that the, the brawl with the Texans was a planned end practice early that went too far. And there's another one here uh, says, wish I was lying about the Gasson comment, but some believe he may have just said that to deflect questions from the media. Defense fights seem to have been building up all week from one-on-one drills, but the fight between the Redskins off offense and Texans D possibly a plan to be clear. No Redskins offensive player I've spoken to has denied that the brawl was premeditated. Oh, wow. Really? I don't know if that's going to come to come to a head, but um, he might just text text me text me this, and, and I, I had to bring it to you. You being a Redskin fan, ironically, 
and it might just texting this to me. Um, I had to get your uh, thoughts on this. You know, you know, at the time, you know, when the fight was happening, it was right. a fight on this, on this, on this station. Is that, is that almost at the same time? At the same time, dude. <laughs> same time. Right. Same time, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't, I don't think they planned it. It went, and I looked at him when he, uh, I looked at the footage when he said it. It looked like he was joking. You know what I mean? It, it really looked like he was joking. I don't really think it was. I think that. I think that you know it was uh, some stuff that was simmering from the practice before. They ain't like the Texans ain't like that hit, or 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 the way the running back, the new running back from the Skins was running. He ran over the little rookie uh, cornerback. Trust mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. They ain't appreciate that. So you know the next day they was gonna get back, and they tried to you know take the you know they just tried to take the ground. And the Redskins was like, "Hold up, y'all down here. We gon' y'all ain't gonna do nothing." So I mean, it was just, it was just, you know, 180 guys, hot, and they had been, you know, hitting at each other, you know, for the past two days. Ain't even, it, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. Well, that was a Dallas Cowboy fan trying to make something out of it, you know, yeah, him, being, him, 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 him being, him uh, being. Uh, you know, being a, uh, I'm a Texan fan. You, you a Redskin fan. Uh, we had to both bring. I had to, I had to bring it up. Uh, I think it was uh, a, a much ado about nothing. But um, you know how you know how them Cowboy fans are. So yeah, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then you saw the Ray Rice. What What's your yeah. thoughts on on, on Ray Rice? Hill? Yeah, what's your what's your thoughts on the interview and and, and the possibility that uh, uh, Ray Rice will never get into the league because I think he's been blackballed? What's your thoughts? It, it, it's sad. It's sad. It's, I mean, it really is. I mean, because you know this dude, this dude, this dude is not going back in the NFL at all. They're not. No one's going to touch him with a ten foot pole. You know, the NFL really needs to – what I was alluding to yesterday, the NFL really needs to get out of the business of getting in people's business and trying to stay ahead of the story. They need to get out of doing that because this this type of stuff is the carnage that's left behind. Now, this dude, this dude can't even play no more. Nope. He, he can't play anymore. It's, that's not justice. It's not. You know what I'm saying? It, you go when when you commit a crime and you you commit something against the you know against the public. You do your time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? A lot, of, you know, and people just don't like the fact that you know these these players either get off or have have to do uh, rehabilitation and you know go to see a psychiatrist and stuff like that. But you know sometimes it works. But that's what that's what his penance was. Yep. And his penance is done, you know, and the girl married him. They went to counsel him and stuff like that. He should be allowed back in. But, you know, on the flip side, looking at it from, you know, as the NFL entity, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I really wouldn't do it. I really wouldn't bring him in because of the backlash. He might, it might die down next year and he'll be able to, you know, come back or whatever. 
maybe next year, but I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen this year. But, uh, you know, and another problem is, too, is he's a running back. You know, he's a running back, and he's got some, you know, he's got some, he's got some age on them, on the, on them wheels. You know, he's got some miles on them tires, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. You yep. Know? Yep. You're right. That, that last, you know, so that, that, that makes a, a a significant impact of it. Now, if he was a defensive end, he'd be back. Greg Hardy. He'd be back. Mm-hmm. He, he definitely would be back. Yep. Yep. Boy, I, I don't know if he'd be back if he's a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. Michael, Michael Vick. Might. Hey, hey, man. Yeah, if Vic came, if Vic came back, nah. yeah, and th- I thought that was totally blown out of proportion. But – I don't know. I mean, it's real sad, man. It's real sad. You know yeah, who I blame. Because they just totally bungled that whole thing up, especially Goodell. He totally bungled it up. I thought he I thought he was on the right track when he suspended him for the two games. Then the video came out. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. You already you already you already did it. You know what I'm saying? And right. then the Ravens really surprised me when they cut him. They really surprised me. Really, really, really surprised me with that. And we, well, what you and I both know that was a PR move, man. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, it, definitely, it definitely was. But, like, the yeah. Ravens, they don't act that way. They don't well, do that's true. stuff like that. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, they don't. Mm-hmm. They, they, they beat to their own drum. They going to do what they think is best. At the time, they think it's the best in a football-related manner. Yep. I, you know, I kind of respect them for that. But uh, I didn't. I wasn't feeling that Ray Rice cut. I mean, I understand why they did it, but I definitely wasn't feeling it. Well, I mean, and, and the thing about it is, is, is now I, I can understand um, teams for uh, a certain time staying away from them, but, I mean, this has been a year, man. A year, and he went through all the processes that was required of him, including the pre pre trial intervention that they have in New Jersey, which is very strict. First time offender, you get a ch- you get a shot at um, going through this pre trial intervention, which is very strict uh, uh, um, um, guidelines that you have to follow. Um, and if you waver from those, then then quite naturally you're going to um, pay the price of doing whatever the crime that you've um, been accused of doing. Or convicted of doing, um, so he went through that process. He went through the processes of um, uh, counseling, and he had been. They had been count, been going through counseling before this took place, so it wasn't like uh, that, that they were having issues. And uh, quite naturally, and, and I don't think, and I'm pretty, pretty, I know it wasn't because of violent issues. It was because of um, uh, husband and wife issues. Um, being able to communicate and express to each other those type of issues. Um, and um, so he, he, he's, he's danced the dance that they wanted have, have wanted him to. Uh, and I believe in second chances. Uh, I mean, I, I think this dude deserved a chance. I don't care where he goes, but I think he deserves a chance. Uh, I, I do understand the, um, <clears throat> The uh, well, your team need a running back. Yeah, the, the pushback of, of 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 people, but he's paid his price. And the fact is this: 
this dude has never, ever, ever, and I can't say ever enough, been in trouble, except for this one time. Not in high school, not in college, not in um, pro football. Ever. Ever. And I can't say that enough. Ever. Ever. And and he's been with this woman ever since she's 14. Since 14. So they're in, in high school or whatever. So this is not like it's um, a unique situation. Well, it is unique because the fact is what happened. But it's not like he's been a habitual guy that's had problems. Guy's been, been the, the, the uh, pillar of society up until this point mm-hmm. that took place. And you got guys, and I hate to compare them, but you got guys that have done um, comparable things that have been um, done time, actual time, like Michael Vick and other, uh, or uh, Greg Hardy that has been, um, um, and, and if you read the description of what he's been accused of doing, it's it's a lot worse than what Ray Rice did. I'm not, and I'm not downplaying what Rice did, but God deserve another chance, in my opinion. So it is what, what you, it is. What do you think about your uh, your running back? What do you mean? You in here? Oh, he, that he doesn't doesn't believe in God. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. man, you know I I gotta, you know, let me put put it this way, man. I have to say, I, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I'm going to say it like this. You reap what you sow. You know, um, I, I got a real issue, a, a player coming out about that, and he's constantly getting hurt. Um, um, you know, God works in mysterious ways, man. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, in my opinion. Um, I believe in an almighty force. And, and God being that almighty force, and uh, uh, he he loves to play football, and it seems like uh, every chance he thinks he's got got a chance to play some football for an extended period of time, it's getting taken away from him um, with something that um, and same type of injury over and over again. So um, I don't know, man. I just I, I got a problem him coming out like that. I don't know what you, what you think. What's your thoughts? Well. I really didn't have. I really didn't have a problem with it, um, I, you know, because no, I'm, I'm more accepting of people with, you know, different views and different different backgrounds and stuff like that. Especially on that, I mean, you know, I do believe in God, but you know, I I just don't like religion. You know what I mean? It just it's, it's, it just causes too much friction. But that's that's just me. But I don't mm-hmm. you know knock people for what they believe on what they oh, don't yeah. believe. Oh, I understand that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he, it, I, I thought, I thought it was a little, I thought it was a little ballsy to step out there, especially yep. down there in the South. Yep. Texas. Like that. Texas. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah. And take, take too, too kindly to that. I tell you that. All right. Well, we come to the end of the show, man. I don't know if you got anything else that you want to say. Uh, I want to shout out to Mike Wright. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, man. He he texted me, told me he had a really rough night. He's trying to recover. But I hope you enjoyed yourself <laughs> last night, Mike. <laughs> hope you enjoyed yourself last night, Mike. Uh, take it easy today. 
You got a, a grind to go through starting Monday. So um, enjoy your day. Um, enjoy your born day, my man. Uh, my man uh, uh, and I appreciate you uh, shouting out to me uh, um, uh, today. Uh, what else you got? What else you got to say before we get out of here, man? So we can uh, enjoy well, the rest of the day. We want to tell Big Mike happy birthday or whatever, you know. And don't 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 take the kindness for weakness. We still don't like the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But that's about it. That's about All right. it. Peace All right, bro. Same to you, my man. Good 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 hear from you. Mm. All right. All right, people. Um, thank you for listening. Catch us on the uh, archives on uh, blocktalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K or catch us on www.spotonradios.com uh, where um, these shows uh, are also on. Um, go to the Fantasy Football, excuse me, Fantasy Foxhole to catch up on those rankings that uh, Vic and I have put up there. Also, there's links to go to DraftKings. Join DraftKings you can, where you can win, win a ship load of money. Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we talk about some more preseason games that are going to take place. Um, probably a full array of preseason games are starting to, start to take place now. Uh, we always appreciate you calling in. I mean, and McCall, we always appreciate people listening in. And uh, we'll catch you next week. And uh, enjoy the rest of the, this eve, this day, I should say. And we're out.